0: When you're scarce, you take scarce actions, you have scarce beliefs, you don't take risks, You it's ha- very hard to look into the future, so you almost get stuck in scarcity. Where when you're super abundant, you can be overly abundant and then
1: end up in scarcity. If you have big goals, you cannot mess up this scarcity abundance sweet spot.
0: Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was episode number 1,224, Life Isn't a Test Run Today. For episode number 1,225, What Does Scarcity Feel Like in Your Life? I was thinking back, Alan. As you know, I talk about the early parts of the journey often when I'm on other podcasts and I was talking about how in the beginning particularly you and I weren't making any money and there weren't many people who cared about what we were doing. The, there wasn't a lot of listens. I was single as a pringle. It was a really a really hard time all things considered, especially looking back.
1: Okay. And speak well, speak for yourself. I made damn near $200 in 2017. <laughs> I remember. Landscaping. I escaping. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was. I. Yeah, that's a whole other. That's a whole other story. <laughs> Sorry, happy, i didn't
1: mean to. No, didn't no, break. you're good.
0: You're good. I'm happy to go into that. In 2017,
1: into, my gross income was <clears> $200 in cash. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty know. good. It's a good start. Yeah. It's a good start. It's a good start.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about that. That kind of that time in our life and our lives, and I don't think I understood how how much that scarcity was affecting me, because. It's like one of those things where when it becomes normal, I don't think you understand what it actually means to you. And I went from a very high paying job to making zero dollars and my behavior started to shift. My mood started to shift. My my state started to shift. And I remember one of the biggest things was I was unable to look very far at all into the future. It was literally like, I just need to get to the end of the week. I just need to get to the end of the week. I need to find a way to pay pay rent this month. So the goal in this episode is, number one, do you know what scarcity is for you? Because I think scarcity is very personal, depending on the person. I think it's, yeah, for, for us, if we make X amount of dollars less than we did last month, we might say, hey, we have to be more scarce. We've, we've literally had those conversations. We have to be a little bit more scarce, or we can be more abundant. All right, cool. But if you're somebody who isn't in a business and you don't have that level of income, what does that mean to you? What does scarcity actually mean to you? And then how does it affect you? How does it affect your state? How might it affect your relationship? How does it affect your goal setting? How does it affect your time perspective? And then the other question that I wanted to ask is what's the opposite for you? What is abundance? What does abundance feel like? What does abundance make you, how does it make you act? I just think that I don't know if we just, I don't think we take these things for granted, but I think for a lot of us, we're not really aware how the construct of scarcity versus abundance really affects us.
1: And that's my goal in this episode. I I talk about this often with my clients, how everything is, and this is one of the reasons why it's so difficult to go on the internet and actually get valuable, deeper understanding. I think you can get tactics pretty easily. I think deeper understanding is always contextual. I think for someone who's overly abundant, they actually need me to coach them and get them to put their back up against the wall a little bit. Like you can't just frolic on the beach and build a million dollar business. But then there's other people that are in so much scarcity that they need to actually look at their wins more. And they need to start trying to think into the future and and realize the sky is not falling down. You're okay. Like you're okay. Okay. And so I think that everything is, and I've talked about this before, an optimal stopping problem between two extremes, everything, you know, you've got light and dark up and down good versus evil, you know, vice versus virtue. I mean, you name it there, everything is a, is a, a dance between two extremes, highs, lows, ebbs and flows. And so, so with abundance and scarcity, I think that all of us are either overly abundant or overly scarce, but it depends on the goal. It depends on the situation. So at the beginning of COVID, a lot of people were in a lot of scarcity. And, you know, there's those jokes that go around of like, everyone just bought toilet paper for no reason, because when your back's against the wall, you just look to other people like, why are they buying toilet paper? Is there a toilet paper shortage? And everyone just had carts. I remember of like toilet paper. And I remember thinking like, this is, this is outrageous. There's no, that's not logical. It's not rational. And so, scarcity and how it affects you understanding that is absolutely critical i was on the phone with a client literally yesterday and i was talking to this client about the four trauma responses and they are very simple four f's easy to remember fight and flight are the ones everyone knows fight is you know twofold it's you either work harder and like fight to be better or you actually tear others down, like fight against others, against evil or against others and actually tear people down. Number two is flight, which is avoid, run away. Number three is fawn, which is appease. And that's basically like if you're afraid that your parent is going to yell at you or punish you and you're in scarcity, you just do whatever they want. Just do whatever they want so they don't hit you or hurt you or yell at you or whatever it is. Okay. Okay. And by the way, this is all psychological. This isn't necessarily, this is all in our own bodies and our own brains. And then the last one is freeze, which is just do nothing. I'm not going to get deep into this story, but I think this is a good example. For those of you who don't know, I was jumped in the Providence Place Mall uh, when I was 26. And this is before my car accident. So a couple, I think like six months before my car accident. And me and my friend got jumped by uh, someone who, um, what was, I don't know if the proper term, I think it's schizophrenic. He was schizophrenic and he didn't take his medication. And so he thought we were trying to kill him, even though we were just sitting there um, paying for parking. And he just attacked me. And I turned, saw him, will never forget, like I was like, this person thinks I'm either in a gang, they're trying to kill me. I know they're trying to kill me. And so I freaked out and I was like, does he think I'm in a gang? Am I, what's going on here? So I ran, I I ran away. I flight, I did flight. My friend at the time uh, just froze. He just did nothing. He pushed him off me and then just did nothing and didn't fight back. And so he got beaten up. And I actually have pretty bad pictures of him beaten up. Luckily we were okay. Um, Psychologically, I don't, I think it was, it messed with us definitely because it's like what just happened, but To get back to scarcity and abundance, when you are in scarcity, when you think you're in danger, when you think your identity's in danger. So for example, let's say you're doing a marathon in a week and your friends and family are coming and you know you haven't been training enough. That's pressure. That's psychological fear. That's, am I going to be embarrassed? Am I going to be found out? Am I going to be a hypocrite? Am I a failure? Bodybuilding shows I used to do when I didn't think I was prepared, I would get scared and I would, I'd would be backed into a corner. And again, scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. Here's the thing. The first show, my fitness show, this is my fitness journey really quickly. Three shows. First show, thought I would win, came in fourth. Second show, thought I would lose, won the show. The overall and the whole thing. S- third show, thought I would win again, got fifth. No, I screwed that up. The first one was fifth. Second one was first. Third one was fourth. But here's my point. I was so scarce in the one that I won. And that's interesting because for most people, it's the opposite. For me in the first show, I was too abundant. I thought I'd step on stage and win. And it was not true. There was some really good lean competitors there. And I was a newbie. I thought I'd step on stage and I'd win because I thought I was in better shape than the other competitors. But what they're really looking for is being lean. Anyways, overly abundant. I didn't work hard enough. And then I lost the show. The second show I was super scarce. I was like texting my coach all the time. I was like, dude, I need a cheat mail. I'm fearful. I'm weird. I'm anxious. I was doing literally poses. I was practicing poses regularly all the time. I had a posing coach. I had multiple coaches. And then I won. So the right amount of scarcity, the right amount of abundance is critical for the goal. And here's the thing that I want everyone to realize, and this is this is really my main takeaway from this episode. If you have big goals, you cannot mess up this scarcity abundance sweet spot. If you have huge goals, you can't just wake up and wing it. Goals put you in scarcity. That's why most people don't have goals. When we set the goal to hit a million dollars in gross revenue and become a multi million dollar business this year, Kevin, you had that mini moment of scarcity of like freaking out kind of. I still am. I was like, brother. Am.
0: Go ahead. Still am. I told Taryn last night. I said I just I feel a lot of pressure. Yeah. Just like there's a lot of, a lot of pressure of like you can't miss anything ever. That's
1: heavy. It's a heavy. Can we go into that and share that with the listeners? Because I think that this is why goals suck. Straight up, this is it, dude. The amount of times when I've been behind the scenes, like really wondering how the hell I'm gonna do this if I didn't have any goals, that wouldn't, I'd be fine. I'd just be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to hang out Well, today. I think, but I do think there is a level of scarcity just in
0: existence for, I think that's one of the, that's one of the interesting things is most of the advice that like the viral advice, it doesn't necessarily base itself in the understanding of what it's like to be a human. Like that's why I called, you know, I said something about Grant Cardone recently on the show. It's like, he doesn't understand. He's not giving advice to somebody who's actually scarce because you wouldn't never deliver advice to like, if you don't know how to pay your bills, the last thing you want to hear is, hey, it's really making money is easy. And if you don't make, you know, if you make less than $400,000 a year, you should consider yourself a failure. It's like, that's not good advice. That's terrible advice. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so bad. It's yeah. the worst. I'm, again, I would never, There's I would no never There's in, no context in that, you no. know? Yeah. In that, I think that almost makes scarcity worse for people that, that level of like, I just think a lot of the, and again, I'm not saying he's a bad person. I have no interest in ever interviewing him or meeting him or whatever, rubbing shoulders with him. I just don't have interest in that. But I just think a lot of people, it's almost like you might hear advice like that. And if you're abundant, you're probably going to resonate. If you're super abundant and you have a ton of money and you're energetically abundant, you're going to say, yeah, making money is easy. If you're somebody who is scarce and you don't know how you're going to pay rent. That's the last thing in the world you need to hear. And I think that's the interesting thing about like the inner work is that doesn't necessarily help you formulate a strategy to work on yourself internally.
1: I think he's just wrong. I don't think making money is easy. And I, and I, I think that he's, but I want to actually have that conversation. Very little in this life is actually easy. And I think that's more accurate hello my name is dr taryn mccarthy and i'm host of the business of happiness podcast when i met kevin and Alan two years ago i had no idea of how much impact they would have not only on the success for my business but also on my life they've given me enormous perspective and true strategies true tactics to take in my everyday business plan and in my life plan to make an even greater success. Kevin and Alan, thank you so much. I couldn't even begin to express my gratitude for all you've done for me. And if you're looking for similar mentorship, I highly recommend these incredible experts at the Next Level University. I think that I have this weird, I have this weird understanding of, I think one of the reasons why some people struggle to resonate with me is because I have this weird optimistic pessimism it it almost doesn't click like mm. well you can totally build a multimillion dollar business in the long run but in the short run you're absolutely screwed like i don't think people understand that i'm always holding that duality in other words long term making money is actually easy in the short term it's just ridiculously difficult
0: mm.
1: and i think that It depends on the goal, depends on the person, depends on the circumstance, depends on the economy, depends on, and so one of the reasons why I think people struggle, this is the main reason why I have trouble with the self-improvement industry is because very few people are giving that understanding, meaning being, getting in shape is really difficult, really, really difficult. Once you know exactly what you're doing and you're years in and you have the habits and you track your calories and you understand what calories are in what foods and you know your macros and you know your body comp and you have more muscle mass, it actually is pretty easy. But you see how you can't hold those two simultaneously? It's easier. It's It's way easier. Yeah. But but when you don't want to go to the gym and you're not feeling well and you're sick, It's actually really difficult. So almost every piece of advice anyone's ever given or gotten is somewhat right and wrong. And I think that that's why it's so difficult to communicate effectively because you kind of have to communicate both of those things at the same time, but it never lands as powerfully as like making money is easy, bro. Like (laughs) I just hate, I can't stand that. That's just blanket nonsense advice. But back to abundance and scarcity, I want to ask you. What do you think is true? What do you think is the truth about abundance and scarcity now that you've been on sort of both ends of it?
0: Um I don't know. It's interesting. It's almost like It's almost like in a way both of them potentially lead to scarcity. And all I mean by that is when you're scarce you take scarce actions, you have scarce beliefs, you don't take risks, you, it's ha- very hard to look into the future, so you almost get stuck in scarcity, where when you're super abundant, you can be overly abundant and then end up in scarcity yep. because of it. That's kind of the interesting thing. It's almost like, I guess the, the ultimate thing is what you said, you have to find the sweet spot. If you're, this is the interesting thing, and you've been saying this for a long time, but there's a reason that when people become millionaires and billionaires, they don't go spend a bunch of money on things because the reason they became a millionaire or a billionaire is because they were scarce with their money. That's the interesting perspective. But they were like intentionally scared, uh, intentionally scarce, even though they could have been intentionally abundant. So I think at the, at the, foundation of it all, if you're somebody who feels scarce in this moment, what can we do to bring you a little bit more certainty? I remember one of our mentors said that one time. He's like, sometimes you just need a guardrail. Like you need a railing. You need something to grab onto. And that that was really helpful for me because at that time I was very scarce. I was very, very, very scarce. I was single. I had no money. I didn't have clients. We weren't even coaching at that point. I had no idea what what I was going to do. So finding some level of certainty was was super important. And I think that's the advice I would give to somebody who's super scarce. If you're very abundant, understand that you, you have potentially given up a level of necessity that got you the abundance in the first place. I think that's it. It's almost like you kind of want to be, you just want to make sure that you're trending in the right direction at the right rate of speed. And if you're very scarce, trending a little bit more abundant, 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 bit more abundant that's good. But I, I don't think you ever want to get to the point where you lose scarcity completely. That's,
1: that's, that's, my, that's my experience. The fighter who said it's harder to work hard, it's harder to wake up at 4 a.m. when you're waking up in silk sheets?
0: I think it was, I think it was Sugar Ray Robinson. He said it's hard, to, it's hard to get up and go for a run in the morning when you're waking up in, in silk sheets. Like it's, Yeah,
1: versus when you have nothing to lose. You're hungry. And this is another piece of scarcity I want to share with everyone. I know we got to go. Which is, some people are playing to win. Other people are playing not to lose. That's kind of an interesting part of this. So, so let's say that you, Kevin and I, very unsuccessful 2017 we joke but like we didn't make any money struggle bus struggle bus struggle bus sacrifice 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 struggle 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 suffer and then that created work ethic and grit and character and resilience that are just unbelievably valuable and the compound effect was ignited of the hyperconscious podcast years and years and years later because of all of that work we're still benefiting but if we lose all the scarcity yeah. and we stop playing to win long term and we are playing not to lose let's say we shifted oh now we got to hang on to it now we got to hang on to it all of a sudden we're playing with fear all of a sudden we're we're afraid not to look bad we're afraid not to instead of instead of constantly playing to to aspire. And these are the drivers of us at all times. There's fear and there's, there's aspiration. There's inspiration and there's desperation. Kev, you were in a place, I'll never forget it. You said, brother, I need money. Yeah. Like, and we literally pulled up the whiteboard and we started coaching for free. You and me started our coaching businesses three and a half, four, four and a half years ago now. And we coached for free. Why would you coach for free when you have no money? Because we needed to do something. Well it felt and like that scarcity, yeah, and, and that scarcity now has created two multi multi-six figure coaching businesses. Yeah. And if we didn't have that moment of desperation <laughs> and I think you and I have been balancing each other out. I think Kevin tends to have moments of desperation and I tend to have <laughs> more moments of inspiration. Mm. Um I tend to be more aspirational focused and goal oriented. He tends to be more um desperation and and scarcity focused and and in other words how do we make sure we're winning now and mine is how do we make sure that we're winning in the long run and we've balanced each other out really well but i think the lesson for our listeners is you have to do this yourself kevin and i didn't know we were doing this to each other and with each other because someone who's overly abundant is in a lot of trouble and genuinely kev i was overly abundant in hindsight i was you don't have any money brother you need to like go make some of that Right. And for you, you were definitely overly scarce. And I pulled you out of that. The sky's not falling, Kev. We're okay, Right. We're good. And so we balanced each other out and we drove to five because we had each other. And luckily, our egos didn't bonk and hurt each other much. (laughs) But for you, you have to do this inside yourself at all times. Am I too scarce or am I too abundant for you? I think you're a little too scarce right now. I know you're traveling, getting those feels. Um, I think I'm probably a little bit more abundant. Um, but I was definitely scarce the other day, for sure. Um, and so every time we jump on these mics, by the way, one of us is more abundant one of us is more scarce. And you can tell. You can hear it in our voice. If you like well, me more, you probably too. like when I'm abundant. <laughs> yeah. If you like Kevin more, you probably like when he's abundant because then I'm yeah. just kind of quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit
0: sick too. I, I woke up this morning, I'm coughing. Tara and I are supposed to do dinner with friends tonight. We're supposed to go see a queen tribute band tomorrow. It's supposed to be like a, a big weekend of, of mm-hmm. dates. And then Wednesday I'm flying out. So I'm like, should I rest this weekend so I can actually go do this? What does that mean? Is Tyron going to be sad like that? So mm-hmm. there's just a lot going on in like, I need to get through today. That's, I that's how you main... going through it. Man. Well, there's the scarcity, tell. right? Yeah. I just need to get through today. I'm I cannot be sick again. I can't like, uh, moment from a momentum standpoint, I can't afford to be sick. So how do I balance that? Now I can't be in the gym. I just got back in the gym. Did I push it too hard? You know, there's just a lot of, again, that's, that's really what scarcity is. Scarcity, and I, this is the third time, second or third time we're recording this episode. We had some tech issues and we just didn't have time to do it the other day. But con- constriction is my, my representation of scarcity is constriction. And my representation of abundance is expansion. Just energetically. When you're scarce, you're it's like I'm just hugging myself. When you're abundant, you're standing with your chest up tall and you're like, anything, nothing matters. Anything is possible. So the goal in this episode, I know we kind of went all over the place and we went deep, which I'm, I'm grateful for. Figure out what does scarcity mean to you? Are you over or are you under? What does abundance mean to you? Are you over or are you under? When you get scarce, do you lose sight of potential abundance? When you get abundance, do you lose sight of potential scarcity? And Maybe in this episode, for this example at least, scarcity means necessity. Even right now, we made the most money we ever made last year, but I'm scarce because I know I have to be somewhat scarce in order to make the amount of money we want to make
1: this year. Mm
0: -hmm. That, I can't be too abundant because if I'm too abundant, I'm going to fall back to, I'm just going to lean on what we have
1: and i'm just going to watch netflix at 11am on a tuesday i love it what time it's 11:35 <laughs> like, right now if we get off here in a couple minutes we could fire on an episode
0: before noon you know but that's the that's the goal in this episode i think yeah. this is one of those things that when people are when people are talking they don't necessarily get to the level of this of like the advice i give you is going to be completely different based on if you're scarce or abundant yep that that that's and by an the important way that's the
1: economy recession and progression That's what the economy is. It's scarcity and abundance. Mm. So right now we're headed into a quote unquote recession. In other words, AKA people are starting to become less abundant. Yeah. Yeah, More scarce. Right. So constriction and expansion. It's a really powerful episode. These These are good. These are good episodes. Next level
0: nation. As you know, April 1st, 2023. If you are somebody who wants to meet like-minded people, I know that is a pain point for many members of our community. We're having a live event in Worcester, Massachusetts. It's not a speech. It's not a presentation. It's an experience, and you will definitely meet other people. Next Level Live 2023. Everything you need to know is in the show notes. Please join us. We would love to see you in person. If we got to see you last year, awesome. We'd love to see you again. If we haven't had the opportunity to meet you, we would
1: love to. There's gonna be a photo booth. We're gonna get photos. Fo- it's gonna be awesome. We cannot wait to meet you. We love, love, love to meet our listeners. We hope to see you there. We did this in 2022, and it was a very, very special day. And you'll see that when you go to the landing page. We also created a course. So we had a videographer that literally followed the speakers. The audio quality is great. We've got worksheets set up. We have a course. It's $47. It's on the website. Go to nextleveluniverse.com. Click the link in the show notes. Click on courses. Next Level Live 2022 is a course that is available where it's as if you are there, but virtually, obviously. And uh, that'll give you a taste and a flavor for what you're going to expect in 2023, although we are going to improve pretty much everything in 2023 so it will be different
0: fire next level nation tomorrow for episode number 1226 a simple title and we have done this many times but we have not done it in a hot minute growing pains if you are somebody who is focused on growth and evolution and self-improvement and personal development you will experience growing pains we're going to share ours with the hopes that it will help you with yours So please tune in tomorrow for that. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans, we have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow.
1: And we will see you at the next level.
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode
1: of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to
0: you tomorrow.